Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. If you're seriously hurt in an accident, you'll want all the money you deserve. That's called justice. But there wouldn't be lawyers if justice was easy. No, justice is not easy. It's fought for and it's won. At Brown and Crouppen, we fight for justice every day. If you want some, call 222-2222. Because at Brown and Crouppen, justice is our business. Um, rise and shine, St. Louis. It's the Brown and Crouppen Morning After on KPN-TFM HD2, Collinsville, St. Louis. At the Morning After STL on YouTube and on TMASTL.com with Tim McKernan, Doug Vaughn, Iggy Strode, The Plowboy, and Action Jackson. Morning, everyone. Wait, wait a minute. Just a dull god minute. Where's Tim? We let that people was not know. Tim's voice. We let him know in a band, though. They knew. Where is he? You're asking where is Tim? Yeah. Holiday. Uh, Tim is on vacation today. Oh. Do you like when they say they're on holiday? Because I think the English say that correct. Like yeah. Vacation is holiday. Yeah. Yeah, you take holiday. So <laughs> okay. Tim is on holiday. Ugh, we'll do our best. We'll and do our best. Uh, he'll be on holiday tomorrow too. So I want, the, I want you to, to internalize that the show may sound a little different today because okay. the guy who's ran point for almost 20 years, Doug, 20 years next time. year, yeah. is not in today. So That's the, why I was stunned to not hear him when you, when right. you opened the show. So the yeah. guy who kind of drives the bus, mm-hmm. takes us in and out of break, takes us into live reads, moves across conversation points, is not in today. So, yeah, the show is going to sound a touch different. I guess I could have looked around the studio and seen that he wasn't here, was and just, maybe not be so surprised. I was just going to say, it, it is weird that you're surprised, because you're not on remote. You're here in studio. Yeah. You obviously see the cast of characters that are in the studio. I should look around, I guess, and socialize more. Yeah, tunnel so vision. locked in on yeah. those notes. And then Tim and I are on vacation next week, and then because Tim and I are on vacation, you guys all get the week off, too. Now, it seems like there's something behind that. I don't think that's necessarily the case. I'm curious about how... Did you take a vacation next week? We were given it. Yeah, we were... Yeah, but you didn't take your vacation. No. No, I ran out. You basically get an extra week off. Right. Okay, that's all I'm saying. Well, we were smart because we got it off last year, too, so we figured, well, maybe we'll get it off this year again. Oops, I lost a week vacation. No, no. Yeah, I took my vacation, but... I should have just not taken my vacation, maybe taken a week in July, and then had this week off, too. But you wouldn't have been, mm-hmm. yeah. well, yeah, but that's hindsight, because you can't cash them in. I would understand if you were able to cash yours in, then that's different. You can cash some of it, I think. Yeah, I think you can cash 60% of it in, something like that. All right, two days hours. left. Maybe 80%. Get... 80 so why don't you do that? No, I'm fine. I took my two weeks. That's great. This is my second week. All right. But everybody got it off, so. Right. I've kidding. taken off two days this year. I know. You haven't oh, ta- yeah. you've taken hardly any time. Off I, was, I remember, though, because I was I was scared. kidding because you haven't taken any time. Doug's, Doug's the world traveler. He's been on a cruise. And all <laughs> the the vacation shaming is starting. I had two weeks. You were able to buy a, a place in Monaco. That's how long yeah. you were gone. Like, you were places. able to you yeah. know, settle in, uh-huh. get the furniture moved in. That's right. I'm just kidding. Everybody should take as much as they can. Yeah. 
And I, I think I've taken off three days, two yeah. days for that trip uh, to Tennessee with my boys, Doug. Well, why didn't you take more? The dirty dozen, as right. you like to call us. Yeah, that was an odd trip. Well, with Jackson... It's better probably left unsaid. The <laughs> Where workload, the boys are. The workload Jackson has, the obviously aren't. the work ethic, it's hard to take a long time off. You feel uh, responsible for what you leave behind. Mm. Even though you shouldn't, I understand that probably how he feels. Nah, it's not, it's not like some sort of, like, Herculean effort. I just... I'd sooner just be in than not. Um, but, you know, people do what they want. God bless. Take vacation. Don't take vacation. Whatever suits you. But, uh, yeah, we'll be off next week. Uh, obviously, Monday is Christmas. Merry Christmas to all and to all good night. And then we'll be off Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Back on the 2nd because Monday the 1st is, of course, New Year's Day. We're yeah, going sure to is. watch Alabama take on Michigan mm. and Texas take on Washington. This is the morning after presented to you by Brian Crouppen live from the Michelob Ultra Studios. And this is the Munganest 7 o'clock hour. To my right, this very handsome gentleman who is now a grandfather. That's mm. Douglas Elvin Vaughn. Across from me, Darren Fingers Plowhawk. Atkins. I like that. Yeah. To my left, Kenneth <laughs> Iggy Strode wearing the, the nice yellow hat. And then in the Sekman studios today, helping me out with some of the production stuff, which has very much appreciated the great KG and O-Town. This is the Munganass 7 o'clock hour. Get involved on the show, the EDF group text inbox. You can text on in 314-881-TMA5. Feel free to call in because KG is back in my booth. 636-904-TMA. And then email in for the design air heating and cooling email today. That's the morning after at InsideSTL.com. I'm going to throw this out there now in case any of the salespeople are, are listening. Oh, they're definitely listening at 710. Sure. That's uh, what they listen to when they get ready to come in. Locked. Well, it's worked once before when I said this. Um, we are off next week, and then we come back on the 2nd. Yep. But you know what January 4th is? What? That would be our three-year anniversary? Oh, two-year. We've been here two years. Well, it would be, I guess, the start of the third year. Yeah, it'll be our two-year anniversary, the 4th. Yeah, it would be okay. too. So we want any cookies or anything, and some balloons maybe. Really? You're expecting prizes? What's the big deal? We've been here two years. I think a week off. What's a big deal? <laughs> maybe not that a big deal for the show. <laughs> big deal for me because I don't usually last more than two years at a while. So. Is this a record for you? No. I'm trying to think about, so 920, I'm trying to think about how long of stint is my longest. Well, didn't you go from, like, 2014 to 2020? Straight, yeah. With, oh, straight, I guess, what, 2019 then? Yeah. So fun, yeah, because the furloughs were was that a couple spring, weeks, that couple spring, uh, spring best of situation. Well, the difference is, is I work <laughs> right. with some some awful, awful ownership. No, that is very, it's very true. We're the complete opposite. first-class yeah. organization here, so. And some good ownership. There was some good ownership in there, too. Well, well the, the, my longest snow was with Greg Marisek. Good ownership. Yeah. Uh, big League Broadcasting brought in Barrett. He wanted his own little minions in there, so... Dave Zobrist was a stand-up guy, good guy. Absolutely. I didn't work yeah, for Dave Zobrist. He did as you, actually. Yes, I did. When? Right Last part of KFNS. When? Yeah. He, didn't, he didn't take over the station until January 1st. He was operating it. He was operating the station. Well, for a couple months. <laughs> well, I don't count. So I worked for him. I, don't I thought he was a terrific guy. All right, he was. well, you lasted two so months and you left. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> we leave. all left. Yeah, so we lasted two months with Dave Zobrist. No, it, was, it seemed like it was more than two months. <clears throat> well, the fact is, if I had good ownership and they appreciated what I did, I had no problem. Everybody should appreciate. And then I had bad ownership and wanted to bring in people that wanted to bring in their own people. So 
you know, Barrett didn't need me because uh, I was a good producer. He brought in people yeah. that didn't know what they were doing, so he could tell them what to do, and he could basically produce all the shows himself. Uh, so I was out. Uh, Springfield, terrible owner. Um, <laughs> Spent four years in San Francisco. Yeah. Well, I have nothing but good things to say about Dave Zobras, who continued yeah, to pay I, me I, for four months, even though I wasn't working. I didn't say anything bad about him. I'm just saying we didn't really work for him long enough. I'm saying bad ownership. You know, last a couple of years. You know, he only took over for a few months. Big Miz guy, that Dave Zobrist. He's um, a true son, is what he is. Mm-hmm. You know, the, um, the Atlanta guys were good until they ran out of money, and they had to cut somebody, and I was the cut instead of Prod Joe. <laughs> um, so it was pretty much always their fault and never yours. I think uh, one was my fault when I when I disobeyed Dave Green and got Tim a porn star, <laughs> and he fired me. And I haven't told him. I haven't told him. I said, like, hey. You know, I disobeyed That's you. That's a hell of a it. reason. Um, I get it. I You told me not to do something. I did it. So, yeah. So I, I own up to that one. But <clears throat> the rest of them is either ran out of money or new ownership. I never did anything wrong. Hey, guys, what's the common denominator here that's from Midge or Madge? Every, every time I got fired equals terrible owner. Got it. That's from Jonathan Mardukas. I do believe in charity. There's one. Six months, that one. He was a tough one. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was, was I've been, I've been with, uh, I've been with TMA for, God, almost seven years now. But a two-year anniversary is not a real long anniversary. No, it's not. If you can't last at least two years, then you've done something. Well, <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, too, two years, and we, I've been, I think most of us have, happy for two years. Yeah. Where you yeah, like coming into the station, here. and you, you love the people you work with, you love the people you work for. Not one problem whatsoever. That's hard to say in this business. Mm-hmm. Even with good ownership, you know, you're going to have <clears throat> maybe a coworker that you can't get along with. I get along with everybody. Well, not really. Who? We got one here working today. He, don't work, he doesn't work here. He's not a coworker. He <laughs> He's work. working today. Man, he's taking trap. So now we're getting along with Closer him. Closer He doesn't work here. I'm talking about people that are here every day. Well, he does work here. Thanks, Doug. I mean, you're here now. I rest my case. <laughs> it does seem like a fair point. Iggy airing grievances is the true spirit of Christmas. That's from Tracy Woods. I think right. I'm airing in grievances. the holiday spirit now. <laughs> I'm not airing grievances. I just said how happy we are here. Going on our two-year anniversary is the fourth. When's Festivus again? That's when you really air. The, oh, it's uh, Saturday. That's when you can really start airing out your grievances. I'm not airing grievances. I'm just saying two years is You just let everybody a lot have it. There's nobody to let have it. You just blistered a number of people. Who? All the past owners you worked for. Well, they weren't good. <laughs> what do you want me to say? Uh, well, they did pay your salary for a while, put food on your table, roof over your head, whether you liked it or not. Well, they did. Yeah. That doesn't mean they were good. Well, that means you still have to respect that they hired you for a while and gave you a paycheck. I'm just saying Hubbard is great people. It's good being here because we have great people, great people running the station. And it's fun to get up every day and come in and see you guys. There are times when, you know, you get up in the morning, oh, God, what's going to happen today? I don't want to go in there. You know, what I can't I... tell you how many times I went on my vacation in Jamaica for two, and I was gone for two weeks every year. I took two weeks off before Christmas to go to Hedo. And there were times I was at Hedo. I was, just, I was still a nervous wreck saying, I wonder if I got a job when I get back. <laughs> That's tough. <laughs> Again, I am enjoying the show. I am too, base burglar. Oh, that's tough. You, you know what I did is <laughs> yeah, I, went, I know. Get up. <laughs> that's tough. Oh, another beautiful day. God, I'm going to get back in 12 days and I'm probably going to get fired. Well, I got fired and rehired in the matter of a six-hour float trip. 
Um, but, yeah, <laughs> but what I what I loved about it was I actually the other day went back and looked at some of the, like the emails. I'm not gonna say name, but just from management, you know, uh, from previous regimes. And man, I forgot how much gold is in my Yahoo email. Oh, really? A lot of punctuation. Oh, it, it just just one long sentence, <laughs> one 500-word sentence, Simply, one period at the end. Simply stated, there weren't any paragraphs. And it, yeah, it's so I I kind of like that. You know, you can get over those things. You can get past that yeah. as humans. Because mm. reading some of those, I'm like, how how am I in this career? <laughs> yeah, look at me. What is wrong with me? That's why I really want to write this book because I you're I not have a lot going of, to write the book. I have content you can absolutely. I mean, 32 have. years in this thing. I mean, I've got stories. So I want to I want to play this out. Let's say no ghostwriter, you're writing the book. How would you approach the process? Would you just open up a that the the desktop and just start hammering on the keys? Well, the problem is I still have I still have like notes. But it's on a floppy disk. I don't even know if I can play that anymore. Taking me to fuck a day. Keeps the doctor away. So, so it's safe to say that these stories aren't very current. <laughs> Yo, I started doing the book a long time ago. Flo- where would you even put a floppy disk anymore? I don't know. Where you inserted one of those big? T- I, even, I, I don't think I can use it anymore. The floppy disk wasn't even popular when I was born. Oh, we had. I had floppy disks of. Uh... Cruising USA, remember that game? Wasn't yeah. it cruising world, cruising uh-huh. something to where you were a trucker and you hiked it up cross country and yeah. the graphics were basically just you first person in like this terrible semi truck and floppy disk just kind of slid into your slid computer in like there. a CD yeah. and it popped up like a file on your computer like yeah. it would be like a USB yeah, and drive and you click on that and yeah and that's it, where I would put all these notes. I would just I'd be sitting at home and I'd think of another story. And instead of jotting it down on paper, like I used to do with my phone numbers, um, I would just go to the computer, type more in, and then save it on the floppy disk. So when I said, if I start this thing, I can go to the floppy disk, and I got all the things that I, in case I forgot them. But that's a good question, Jackson. I'm not sure how to approach it because I don't, I mean, there's a lot of things in my life that have been entertaining, like all the girls I've slept with and all the oh, people I've met gosh. and things like that. All, all on a floppy. All the places I've oh. been. So but I, that's not really so radio. So, current. so it would be more like an autobiography, which nobody's going to read. No. Um, but if it was a sports book about, you know, being a producer in sports radio for 30 I'm, I bet a lot of radio station people would buy that because they'd be interested in behind the scenes of what goes on in sports radio. Do it uh, as an audio book. I like that idea, no, actually. No, because then I'd have to read. Yeah. That, so I haven't read a book in a while. How do books start? Like... Once upon a time. Boy. It was the best of times. It was the worst <laughs> like, of times. Like, I'm trying to think in terms of the Iggy radio book, what would be the first set? Well, you you know ep- what I mean? You, you like, need an epilogue. Oh, yeah. God. I Morning, everyone. How the hell did I get into this business? There's your first set. That's, I mean, that that should be the title and the first yeah, set. Yeah, you started right? with, <laughs> I was in Jamaica, and I was wondering if my job would be there for when I returned. So I back be in, there. in the sun. This job was so great that I'd have two weeks in Jamaica, and I was stressed out every day, wondering if I got a job when I get back. Um, I, I don't know. I would probably, I would if I'm going to do it all about radio, I would start in the beginning and then kind of go through certain periods of stations and ownership and people I worked with, uh, the good times, some of the bad people I worked with, some of the bad people I had to produce their shows. I think you'd start it with one of the highlights of your life just to get people interested. There I was in bed with Leona Helmsley, the queen of mean. 
and just take it from there. How yeah, it came to that. You gotta how grab it got em. to that point. And little did I know that two years later I'd be working in sports radio. Oh, I thought you were in at the time. I wish there was <laughs> no, some way to incorporate like an audio book with a book. Like you almost almost like a pop up book, but you know, you're talking about Leona Helmsley mm-hmm. and you got this little button you can press for there like a, yeah. a little screaming from the interview or a drop, yeah. you know, to really get that you know, that mental image of Berating just me. how good-looking. Mm-hmm. So I'm laying in Bermuda. I'm laying in a hotel room in Bermuda as I work there. Beautiful, beautiful place. So happy. And as Leona Helmsley re- leans over and says, do you want to have coffee? Let I know that two years later she would be in jail and I'd be working in sports radio. Sounds like a bestseller to me. <laughs> And so begins what you're waiting the story on. of Iggy. I'm, I'm literally on the edge of my seat right yeah. now. Okay, guys, what's more likely to happen? The Cardinals have a $350 million payroll or Iggy writing this book that comes from Mayor Don? Yeah, you're not going to write it. If you don't like to read, Mayor you're certainly not going to write. Yeah, there is kind of a correlation there. But oh. you do like to read. You said you like to read. Hoxie said he would write it for me. Ben Hockman. <laughs> yeah, we're in the press box one day, and I guess he listened to the show, and he'd heard me talking about the book. And he goes, by the way, I'll write the book for you if you want. I'll be the author. He might be requesting some payment. Oh yeah, that's fine. Would you would you give him payment or would you give him a piece a price on the on the brick, a little piece of the action? You know, he gets. I don't know. Ten percent. Take of it all, just like Rocchio takes the cameo money. I would have to talk to the publisher and say, "What am I getting out of this?" And you know, this might I be give, a self-published situation. I give Hoxie, I give Hoxie twenty percent. Biff know. Publishing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's some there's some local publishers in town. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I'd like to do it. I don't, You'll I like, never do it. I like, never. I like writing. You'll never sit down for even 10 minutes to write an outline. I don't, you will never do it. I don't think I could. I keep telling it. Tim I'll write a chapter and I'll bring it in. I never do. No. Oh. You won't even write the outline. Well, the fact that your notes are still on a floppy disk doesn't yeah. give me much confidence, considering <laughs> it's the year 2023. Like, you've already pushed it off 40 years. <laughs> it, wouldn't ta- it wouldn't take me long to come up with things. I'll go year by year, station by station, and then I'll call people who also work there. You know, try to get some things. Do you remember this happening? Because I'm going to have to verify this stuff. I can't just... Because there's going to be people that want to sue me, I know. Um, so I'm going to have to have these things verified by a couple of people who were there who can say, yeah, that happened. So that way, if somebody wants to sue me, I can tell the publisher, look, I got two people that will back me up on this, so we're good. That'll be a fun way to spend your golden years in, mm-hmm. in court litigating. Well, can you imagine that? That's the tail end of your life, and you're going into your fourth court case. <laughs> no, well, Hawkman moves into his house in Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> now, there's one chapter that that I already know what I want to do, and I guarantee you this guy will try to sue me. So, well, <laughs> no, so you're gonna have all means, go through with it. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to give Plowsy a compliment real quick. Last night on my uh, way home from work after a busy day, I got much-needed laughs with the Deke Dotham emails best of playing. Truly one of the funniest bits in this show's history. Thank you, Plowhawk. That comes from Eric in the Central West End. You got it. I Shout will, out to the skeleton, man. Yeah, I will warn people or just let people know in advance, we are running through them. So I'm trying to periodically load them in. Obviously, during the holiday, 10 days of not being able to do that, it, it, you may hear things you've heard five days ago. Instead of usually 10 or 12 days. So we're going to alleviate that with a bunch of stuff being loaded in. Um, But, yeah, it's getting hit a little bit, so I appreciate the compliment. Just during my holiday break, I really don't want any personal DMs, any emails about the skeleton. Let's just all wait until we get back from holiday. Yeah, let it rip. Let Let it rip on Tuesday the 2nd. Put it down in your floppy disk, some complaints (laughs) you may have. Pop it in. And on the floppy disk, remember... (laughs) 
remember how loud it was to just be on a computer? Mm -hmm. Like, putting that floppy dick in, I can almost hear it now. Like starting a lawnmower. It's almost like you're by a jet engine, and then trying to get the internet loaded, Mm -hmm. it just sounds like, you know, a fire alarm. Yeah. You you could never be uh... incognito trying to go onto the World Wide Web, because right when you turn on that Gateway 98, it just sounds like you're turning on a helicopter. Oh, yeah. And you got the download, you got the, uh... Dial up. Oh, yeah. And you be in the middle of something mm-hmm. and somebody gets on the phone, you get knocked off. Who's on the phone? I'm on the computer. As soon as the phone got picked up, the computer went off. Yeah. Having to choose between keeping your phone home phone line on or switching it to internet. I know we had that issue of, right. you know, we have internet for an hour a day because we have these phone calls, these home phone calls that are absolutely a necessity. Well, look how far it's come in 30 years, though. Now, you, now we're watching TV on our phones. Oh, that's crazy. But we I don't did, have internet. We're paralyzed. What? No internet? I can't continue. The reason I brought that up, because I saw it on Twitter the other day, and it kind of hits you like a bolt of lightning, Doug, as you'd like to say. Mm. The internet used to be like a space. Like when you went to online, you're not in your car. You're not out and about. You actually had to you know, go to this huge desk with your desktop, and you, know, you get your mouse, and it's slow. It's not super fast. It, you can't get... Any like everything like instantaneously, and once you log off and leave that desk, you kind of leave the internet behind. Mm-hmm. I, I love the technology now. Obviously, there are some kinks to it, but thinking about that, how simple the world was when you just left kind of that virtual reality behind. Yeah. I've told this I story before, that. I, and I'll tell it again because we have new people. That the people cycle on Iggy, cycle and then, on. then they cycle off. Story, but it's it's do. about. Jay, Jay Jr., and anytime I can tell a Jay Jr. story I'm going to, it's the first time I ever saw a computer. It was Jay. He was living over at Brentwood Forest, which is used to be Audubon when he lived there, I think. And uh, he called me. He goes, dude, you got to come over. Just got this computer. My uncle sent me a nude picture. I go, what? He goes, yeah. He goes, it's, it's amazing. You just, it comes up on the computer. I said, all right. So I came over. We pop open a Budweiser. He goes, now watch. You just click this. It's going to download. Okay. It was like, like a little bar. What, what is that? It's downloading. Okay. We were there for an hour. And he goes, look, mm-hmm. look, there's the nipple. I go, we, we've been here an hour. What does this do? He goes, it's going to be a naked picture. I, go, I just go open a Playboy. He goes, yeah, but isn't it cool? You can just, somebody can send it to you. You open it up on this thing and it comes up. I said, well, we've been here an hour, though. It's going to take you an hour. And we saw a nipple. That's the first time I ever saw a computer. And that's how long it took to download oh, files. Did, yeah. Hey, guys, I'll tell this story again. It should be the name of the book. It comes from Wedding Tackle. <laughs> Get involved. Send your text in. EDF group. Text inbox 314-881-TMA5. Feel free to call in 636-904-TMA. We'll make a little press conference Thursday. Why not? Uh, and the Munganast is the presenting sponsor of the 7 o'clock hour. Hey, Plowhawk, can I hear a little bit about the wonderful people over there at Munganast? Munganas St. Louis Acura, Munganas Burger, Alton Toyota, the official automotive provider of TMA, the Tim McKernan Show, and the presenting sponsor of Balloon Party online at stlouisacura.com and altontoyota.com. And on top of that, not only do they want you to do business with them, they want you to feel comfortable doing business with them. So they give out a number that is only for our listeners so you can text or call with questions or requests you may have. It is the secret number, and the secret number is as follows, 
314-252-0029. That's 314-252-0029. And now you're dealing with the people we deal with, Jamie Burkhardt, Clayton Patterson, Peter Munganast, Ryan Seiberg in the service department. Even if you didn't need your car from Munganast, get it serviced at Munganast with their incredible service department or just go online and check out their selection of new and pre-owned vehicles at stlouisacura.com and altontoyota.com. It's Munganast, St. Louis Acura, and Munganast Burkhardt, Alton Toyota. That's Munganast, and if you're looking to place a couple wagers, whether it be this week or this weekend with the NFL coming up this weekend, uh, we got three games on Christmas Day, including Ravens Niners on Christmas night. That's going to be Saturday, Thursday, Monday, yeah, they're Sunday. Filling it up. They're filling it up there. College hoops left and right. You got the bragging rights game Friday, NHL, plenty of that coming up this week and this weekend we got bowl games plenty to wager on during the holidays and you can do all of that with the world's largest sports book in las vegas that is now in illinois that's right the circus sports app is sports betting the way it should be with big app bets high betting limits tight money line splits and the best customer service around they're not going to start limiting you if you start winning some really good money a lot of some of these books they're going to start saying hey you can't you can't you're going to limit you that's not what circuit does they they want you to win they want you to win they got those tight money line splits and the best customer service around the circus sports app is now available in illinois visit circusports.com for more details and get ready to start betting like a pro if you are someone you know may have a problem with gambling call 1-800-GAMBLER or text ILGAMB to 833-234. And, Doug, we have a title sponsor, and they are Brown and Crouppen. That's who they uh, are. We, got, we had yeah. Ed Herman in on Tuesday. Great guy. Can you tell me a little bit about our title sponsor, Brown and Crouppen? Right. I don't know if, if they handle the type of law that Iggy's going to be involved in when he writes the book. <laughs> he gets sued. Maybe he'll be facing Brown and Crouppen in the lawsuit in the courtroom. But they're certainly the guys you'd want on your side if you have any kind of personal injury case. Been around for a long, long time in St. Louis, founded in 1979, 44 years old now, and they've grown into one of the largest personal injury firms in the midwest. In the Midwest, how they do that? Well, they deliver the results, and they'll give you a free evaluation. They work on a contingency basis, no upfront cost to you. If you don't get paid, they don't get paid, and they've been paid a lot. They've won more than a billion dollars in compensation for their clients over the years. Brown and Crouppen is just the guys that you want in your corner. We've met. Uh, Andy Crouppen and his father, Terry, and Ed Herman, as you said, has been in many times. Great guys. You want to have them on your side. If you think you may need Brown and Crouppen services, call them. I'm going to go ahead and give that phone number now, 314-222-2222. Or you go to brownandcrouppen.com. Make sure to let them know you heard about it here on TMA. The choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely on advertising. Past results are no guarantee of future results. And every case is different and must be judged on its own accord. I'll tell you one thing. If I if I get sued by some of these people and I show up in court and Brown and Crouppen is on their van, their side, I'm in big trouble. You certainly are. Big time. Yeah. Doug, we've gotten a couple texts here on the EDF group text inbox asking you, how was your first meeting with your grandson? Oh, it was fantastic. Yeah. Made it to the hospital twice yesterday, right after the show here. And they went back again later. Awesome. Took some pictures, held them. Are they back awesome. home yet? Cute little guy. No, takes a couple days. Yeah. I saw a picture John posted. It looked like they were sitting on a couch at home. So no, there's a couch right there in the hospital room. Yeah. The dad sleeps there. Slept there. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh man. They all look good. All look healthy. Yeah, he's very healthy. Yeah. And yeah. it's uh, Gordy. Cute. He's cute as a button. Yeah. Mm. Gordy. Gordon. Yeah. I guess we'll call him Gordy. 
Like Gordie Howe. First time holding that grandson. I, I, whenever we do sound stories, I always like to ask, like, what's that feeling like when mm. you first get to get to hold the grandchild? You know, because I imagine that's just a unbelievable. Feeling. Oh yeah, you forget how how tiny they are when they're first born. Oh yeah, like eight pounds, just like next to nothing. I'm right. afraid to pick up my whenever I have, and I've got 25 of them. So, um, would you get a new niece or nephew? I'm afraid to hold it because it's all you. I mean, you you know, mm-hmm. you know, if you let go of the head, it's just gonna support the head, um, support just, the neck and the head. Start yeah, DK, you gotta support it. So I always feel, oh, God, if I just, I hope I'm holding it right. You let I, the head flop around? No, but if you don't, it's going to. Yeah. It can't support itself, so you're yeah. holding it by the neck, and God, then you start to, you want to give it back, and it's like, mm-hmm. you got it, you, you got it. I'm yeah. always just nervous. Well, Gordy is is a Vaughn, so he's quite advanced. He's speaking yeah. a couple languages right, already. Right. Yeah. We hope to get him, you know, into five or six different languages at least before he leaves the hospital. At least, and then into fusion right around the second or third birthday. We're hoping, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's time to start. Time to earn your keep, boy. Well, that's right. <laughs> get to the hospital. Mom's in a wheelchair, and the baby's like walking next to her. <laughs> Come on, mom. Yeah. Hurry up. Uh, congratulations to the entire Vaughn family: John Vaughn, his wife. You and your lovely wife, yeah, Doug. One. Yeah, well, it's exciting. It's a fun time. It's absolutely yeah. awesome. Very, very cool. Uh, hey, boys, PLTD yesterday's show. Iggy doesn't need to find the sugar mama. He just needs to publish that book, Viva La Strode. That's from the A-Town mm-hmm. Dropout. This could be the answer to all your financial woes. Yeah, that's your golden parachute is this book. That could be on the New York Times bestseller list. And then you, well, then you sell the film rights. That's the move. You know you pay to get on that list? To get on the bestseller list? Allegedly. Yeah, I don't doubt it. No, I don't know. You do. You pay to get on that What's list. What's it cost? I don't know. Still. But you see some of these people that you never heard of on the bestseller, and they just pay. Well, that's uh, probably, a, I mean, for them, it's probably worth the money. 100%. Mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a mark. Yeah. I, I, look, I see that it says instant New York Times bestseller. I buy yeah. it immediately. Yeah, it's just like Academy Awards, whatever. Well, they, I mean, there's whatever some studio. glad handing going on around there, yeah, but I wouldn't say they're paying for it. Well, whatever studio spends the most money on promoting a film and getting it out there and schmoozing the voters. And schmoozing the voters. When your book gets made into a movie, who will play the lead role of Iggy? Yeah, that's the real question right there. There's going to be a lot of text coming in for that short lady that was, uh, I can't remember her name. Linda Hunt. Linda, uh, Linda <laughs> Hunt. There's going to be about 100 texts coming in here on the EDF group text inbox. Mm-hmm. It's Linda Hunt. Uh, but that's not who you would choose. No, I'd probably uh, I'd probably go with Jonathan Reese Myers. Jonathan Reese Myers. I don't believe I know him. Is he, and is then, he popular um, in the floppy disc era? Yeah. No, he's one of my favorite actors. Good looking dude. Great actor. He was in the Tudors is one of my favorites, which I'm rewatching by the way. <laughs> Doug, do you think that looks like Icky? <laughs> oh yeah. Looks exactly like you. <laughs> what picture are you showing? Sure. This one with the little <laughs> he yeah. Good. He's oh yeah. Thirty absolutely. years younger than you. Well, well, I guess he would play you. Well, I'm it? not going to be playing myself when I'm 90. Yeah. It's going to be yeah, you know, all right. through yeah. the years. No, I could see that. Um, and Oof. I don't know. If, I don't think we have a clip of it anywhere because I don't even think the interview is anywhere. Uh, maybe Swope can find it. But uh, Leah Remini says she would play my love interest oh, okay. only if we make out. And I said, I'll be making out. She goes, yeah. I'm in. Um, yeah, what's, what, you have to cast it with only people who have been on Straight to the Web. That's that's the yeah, only people you could do. Oh, that would be we could do that. Yeah, you, it's you, a shame Marty Feldman's no longer with us because he'd he'd been gonna, a good one to play. Gonna play you when you're in it. <laughs> what's that? That's the, John Lithgow. That's Lithgow, Lithgow baby. Um, yeah. <laughs> Go find that swoop. I'd love to hear that part where she said that to me. Leah Remini said she wanted to make out uh, with you. Yeah. Someone said William H. Macy. I actually think that would be good. That was my first thought as well. Well, he's in town, so let's go ahead and uh, call him. Yeah, we can book that up. 
back in the day when I had a different hairstyle, it wasn't spike spike. It was kind of short and kind of before the cut and color. I flew it all over the place. Um, people said I had a little Kevin Bacon going on. A lot of people said that. They did. <laughs> yeah, a, lot a lot of people, of people said you look like Kevin Bacon. Yeah. So maybe Kevin Bacon in my earlier days. Yeah, I, you know, I can actually, I can see that. He's 65 now. Yeah. Yeah. But we got to get somebody through the 30s, somebody who's kind of buff and buff, tan, sure. yeah. glistening in the sun. Uh-huh. Well, I think Ken Strode, I think, Bless it. buff. <laughs> but again, if You've we're You've never just, been buff. Yeah. But again, if we're doing it... realistic? If we're doing it just... On the radio career, then Bermuda wouldn't come into it. All the women I slept with in my 20s and 30s aren't going to come into it. Um, it would well, just I don't be know. Radio. Party a radio persona, the bad boy mm-hmm. from Bermuda. Uh, I don't know how I'd do it. I think it'd be a fun movie. I, I don't know what what's the what's the kicker to it all. Where does it where does it lead to? I don't know. Is it halfway through the movie up. to where you move into your third apartment in the same complex? <laughs> yeah, that'll be in there then. <laughs> Maybe it ends with me just living on the streets, running out of money, and just... So it's a documentary. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a oh, yeah. Sundance it's film festival. It's biography. Potential winner mm-hmm. But then when that. it hits, then you're, then you're moving into Calabasas. Yeah, I go, with, uh, I go through all these women and places I've visited and places I've lived and made no Sweating money to the end parlays. where I've run out of my Social Security <laughs> and I'm still alive and I'm just living on the yeah. street. Yeah. You want this job? It's not hard to get. Right there, I am. Yeah, begging for change. Maybe that's the title. I mean, listen, these streaming services—they'll put out damn near anything it looks like. Right. So you produce it; it'll get out there somewhere. Yeah, you just gotta get involved with the right people, and next thing you know, you're you're a star. I know people in the industry. You know, reach out to W. L. Brown, maybe John Ashton. Uh, big tough, collect your winnings because he sexted in. Three minutes ago, John Ashton and W. L. Brown. <laughs> <laughs> well, those are the people I know. Uh, your account has been credited, Big Tuft. Uh, OMG Tim, come home. The crispy Kevin Bacon is taken over. It's from the 636. Sink vomit scene and then cut to black like the Sopranos. That's from Carlos Spicy Wiener. That's how it ends? I'd have to think. Yeah. Yeah, again, well, that's during my radio career, so I guess that could get in there. I don't know. No, I don't know that that's, that's a whole lot more unique than what other people experience at any time during their life. Some drunken episode. After the bars or something. Having a threesome and having somebody throw up in your sink? It's probably happened to a lot of people. A lot of people? Having people throw up in their sink, sure. After yeah. a threesome? I, th- I throw up in the toilet. You slept with this woman's husband? He was there. I'll mark it. Did you sleep with the woman's husband? No. Then you didn't have a threesome. What, are you dumb? <laughs> I'll mark it. What do, you, what do you think a threesome is? You think... Every guy's got to sleep with the other guy for it to be a threesome? I think the three people are in the bed together. If it's well, going to be hot. He was in the bed with you? Yes. Was he clothed? No, baby. He was naked in bed with you? <laughs> I, I think we've talked about this two that. years ago. No, I don't think we've got this detail yet. Yes, we did. I don't think so. Run it back, baby. Run it back. I Well, I remember the story of you walking in and there was some some passion going on and then you folded up your clothes neatly yeah. and joined the join the Farkas. Fracas? Fracas. Yeah, I'm so thinking of Brady Farkas. Brady I got Farkas. buried on the mind. So I'm not breaking any news here. But that's well, not the first time you've been naked in a bed with another gentleman. Not with well, when I say with another gentleman, I'm not saying like you and him are engaging. Not in bed, uh, on the edge of the bed. Merle. Not in a chair. No the Hedo But that doesn't make it a threesome. 
that that case it wasn't. What, yeah, Iggy, you're probably right at those, but the, this was. I will I will back Iggy on this. This was this was a three. Yeah, the other one was kind of like a cucking. The <laughs> <laughs> light cucking. Gosh. Yeah, they sit on the bed and give me instructions, and I berate them. I think I'm going to start watching Hallmark movies. <laughs> Feel a little bit better about the world. Yeah, you got to pur- purify yourself. That time of year, they're all over the place. Boy, they do crank them out. Uh, but, well, question, because I've been doing a lot. Are you guys Are you guys good gift givers? Would you describe no, yourself? No, I never know what to give. I, never have, I have no idea what to get anybody. You know? I love giving gifts. I don't like getting them. I love giving them, though. Well, you're a philanthropist at heart. <laughs> Yeah, I don't care if I get gifts or not. I just like no. giving gifts. Yeah. I'm just bad at it, man. Like I was walking through the mall yesterday. I just have no clue. Like I like those really nice. I was talking. I called my brother because uh, I wanted to like ask what his wife, my sister-in-law, might want and stuff. And she's not listening, so I can say. But like you go by like those like soap or like lotion shops mm-hmm. like that are like sell like the nice fancy lotions. And I think those stores are exclusively made for people who have no idea what to get women right. women for to okay. the holidays. And they steer you to a real expensive product. Yeah, that you like, don't know anything. About. Like I think that's the sole reason mm-hmm. that those fancy lotion places exist because guys do not know what to get women for the holidays or their birthdays, and they know they smell nice. So sign them up. Well, it's not a creative gift, but everybody likes to get gift cards. Yeah. I know it's such it's the move like yeah. I, I know the like the Seinfeld thing where Jerry gets Elaine cash and that's a that's a real problem because she's like what are you my uncle but in all honesty like I'm sure you can attest to this Doug with your youngest son I would want nothing more than just cash that would be the yeah. perfect gift oh, yeah. mm-hmm. that's the- but it depends on her profession you know I think nice coat handbag Got yourself a lot of options there. But a handbag can be a couple hundred dollars. Oh, more than that. And you never know if they're going to like it or not. Well, there's always returning. It's always an option. There's two ways of looking at it. You go out of your way and try to, you know, if if it doesn't work, just return it. How about bowling shoes? I'd rather go all out and then have to return something than go way too safe and kind of box yourself in. I got two pair at home I can sell you if you're looking for bowling shoes. (laughs) Probably wouldn't fit. Uh, you know what? You know what women don't want is things that they have to work with. Around the like house. you give them a vacuum cleaner or something. They don't think that's funny at all. <laughs> hair product, new hair dryer, new stuff. What are you? What are you, what you just stuff in your pile? He, he put in some bit oh, of food chewy. and then immediately ran, ran to the mic. <laughs> Not one chew had gone down before Granola. you started talking. <laughs> what is that? Granola bar. All right. Peanut butter, chocolate chip. High in protein, probably. Oh, they're sticky. Now, the gift card, you can look at it two ways. Either says, I'm, I really want you to get what you want. So if I give you the gift card, you can go buy what you want. So I'm not giving you something you don't want. Or you can look at it as just lazy. I don't even want to look for something, so I'm mm-hmm. just going to give you a gift card. Yeah, but, like, if it's, like, clothes or something, like, I want to pick that out. Like, if it's, like, a pair of pants, like, I have certain things I like in a pair of pants that some people might not know. I would sooner just, I guess if you get somebody a gift like that and then give them the gift receipt, it's essentially giving them a gift mm-hmm. card because you can just go return it and then get the credit. But, yeah, I just, I never know what to give. I, I like getting people, like, books, but I feel like that's kind of a cop-out gift, too. Three-pack massage mm-hmm. and probably 150 Yeah, you know, a that's guy a good named Gavin experience. Gives sound story is obviously a fantastic gift. Legitimately, like, a, a standing 100%. gift. That's a something you can have forever, and that's lovely. Go to mysoundstory.com. Get that taken care of real quickly. Um, 20% off at the moment. But I just, I, I don't I don't know, like, whatever to get anybody. I'm getting soaps. I'm getting lotions. I just, I just feel like it's insincere. I know 
I would never want to get a gift of soap. <laughs> Be That's because you're dirty. Yeah, boys, you are, dirty boys boy. are so much easier to shop for. Yeah. Because with, with kids and even friends, you buy them a, a jersey or something, and they're good. If they golf, easy. Yeah. I can always mm-hmm. – a, a box of Pro V1s is an outstanding gift for any golfer. Like, that's but a perfect But it seems gift. like women don't know what they want themselves. How are we supposed to know? That's, that's, oh, dude, women get it themselves throughout the year. So it comes to Christmas, you go, oh, what do you want? Oh, I already got everything. I, ultimately, yeah. it's about the oh, effort. Oh, awesome. Thank you for the – it, it, it is truly about, like, the effort of just going in and getting something that is nice. That's what gift-giving is about. It's not mm-hmm. about the product itself. Having said that, I find it very difficult to buy gifts. Not because, like, I don't want to buy gifts. I just don't know what to get anybody. So, suggestions. Send them on in. What do you get your peoples? peoples. I know pad ev- <laughs> everything. Anytime Madison mentions something that she may want. Yeah, sweet man. Don't pad that. That's the, uh, that's the key. Mark it off whenever you... She does buy it herself mm-hmm. throughout the year, and then whatever is left, it kind of stills. That's the key, Plowsy. Listen. Mm-hmm. Always listen. That's the key, man, because they will throw hints all year, bro. I'm talking May, June. I mean, it's all year. You just got to have those. Well, you don't have to wait till Christmas to get the gift. Well, that's the problem, too, is I, I typically would, would, would like that. We'll get each other. Like, she's great at that. She... That's the worst thing about gift giving is competing with someone who's unbelievable at it. Because I think I'm good at it, but Madison's unreal. Like, I just anticipate her just going above and beyond again this year, similar to what her parents do as well. I think that's in the family. They go all out. So it's hard to compete with that. Mm -hmm. You can't go wrong with an ice box of chocolates. There you go. I think that... who gave us those? That's uh, uh, Hubbard Corporate. Yeah, we get them every year, Doug. This is our... Drops off. Very nice of them. Mm-hmm. Nice little eight-pack of chocolates. Uh, I got a gift for Sweet Sweet Kai, a nice new Tempur-Pedic pillow for him to bite down on when I gape-pound that ass. Hey, that's not the Christmas that's spirit. the recovering alcoholic. Well, I mean, it's thoughtful. It's a gift that keeps giving. Uh, buy folks a Sibian. That's from Dairy Chewbacca. That's not it's generally used. Too yeah. expensive. But if you get <laughs> a, what if you get a gift card from somebody and you know your significant other will use it more? Is it okay to pass along that gift card to her stocking? Even though it was <laughs> probably so, she'll never know. Right? You can re-gift. just don't tell. Jackson knows. Oh, mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> no, I don't I don't make, th- I've done it before, so it's not, not like this is gonna be my first rodeo. It's not just, bad. It's not. I mean, it, it's the same thing as like if you like get your significant other or somebody like a, a gift card to a restaurant. You're probably gonna use part of it. Oh yeah. So what's the That's difference? What if you I give hammer a... Madison with Winco gift cards. And you know, oh my god. <laughs> what if you get a gift card to a restaurant or a store they don't like? So there don't you just then just give them the Visa gift card so they can spend it anywhere? That's my favorite gift ever. As my uncle always gets me a Visa gift card and it's the best. Yeah. It's just the simply the best. Two like, years ago somebody gave me um we do a not rob thy neighbor, but we pick a name out of a hat on Thanksgiving and you have to buy that person. The Secret Santa. Yeah. And that was 25, 50 bucks, whatever he had to spend. Well, my sister-in-law's, um, no, it wasn't my sister-in-law. It was my niece's husband's mom and dad were in the list, too, and I don't even know them. So I got, she picked me, and uh, I got a $25 gift card to uh, Topgolf. Nice. And I had her, and I had no clue. And I think I gave her an Iggy for Mare shirt. Nice. Hat. 
I, oh, I, God. I would bet yeah, you've given yeah, away oh, more than a fair share of promo items as gifts. <laughs> I didn't. I've never. I don't think I've ever met the woman. A lot of licensed merchandise. <laughs> and I said, I'm just going to give her an Iggy for Mayor Hadwin. Was it, was it musky? <laughs> no, I never worn it. I basically re-gifted. What did she say when she got it? She goes, who's Iggy? I said, there we go. That's what I'm saying. This is makes no sense. We don't even know each other. And we're picking names and the guy who gave it to you, me, your daughter-in-law's uncle. Uh, I love how Iggy calls it Rob Thy Neighbor as if it was passed down from <laughs> Moses himself. That's from Wolf Boy. I didn't even say Rob Thy Neighbor. I didn't know what the name of it was. You know what Jackson females also like? Yeah. Super easy. So, like... Buy them like you get you guys do a cooking cloth together. I know they do yeah. that, or they can do like the wine and like your like you paint and like yeah, get a group paint, of paint, oh, yeah. paint yeah. sip or whatever. So mm-hmm. easy to do. You can do, almost do those online, get the online gift card and email yeah. them to her on Christmas. I know it sounds lame, but no, they I agree. Love that the experiences song. are always better, like yeah. than like actual, like I don't know. A nice bottle of wine is also a good gift. Can't go wrong with a nice bottle of wine. True. Hey so, guys, so gave me one. I, Somebody stole it. Right. Or you, you, you can go wrong with a bottle of wine. It doesn't even get out of the building that you delivered it to. Oh, it got out of there. Just not in my hands. Think someone had a lick? This is why Neiman Marcus is the best store in the world around Christmas. They have every type of gift you could ever think of. Plus, they have an option for any budget, whether you're looking to spend $500 or $10,000. <laughs> that comes from yeah. Mr. Licks. Mm-hmm. So he'll probably be getting his wife maybe uh, some sort of like that uh, fur coat that you were talking so about. So the lowest thing in his budget is 500 bucks. I think any time you're looking to, to buy a gift for a, you know, a boss or a neighbor or something, you're looking to spend at least $500. Right, at least. Licks has never been in Saks Fifth Avenue and Neiman Marcus. He's never stepped foot in there. You don't think he ever has? No, well, as a show... He I has mean, his people go there the, for him. He's on the showroom floor. He's knocking all of his... Spraying colognes. Shopping out of Kohl's. <laughs> Nothing wrong with Kohl's. You you shop at Kohl's. I know, but I'm poor. <laughs> I <laughs> turtle act season. You have to go there, regardless of... Well, any yeah. messages that might still need returning. As little kids, we got we went to Famous Bar and Coles so much to where like we would use dump boxes as like boxes for Christmas. Like we would mm-hmm. save all those. Remember the every clothes that you got came in like a Famous Bar box right. or a Coles box. You didn't just walk out with a bag. They like folded it and boxed it up for you. Mm-hmm. We still have those boxes. Those are old school. I oh, threw them yeah. away when I uh, moved. This time I had like oh, really? I had like thirty Coles boxes because <laughs> you just ask for them. You go in there, you get a couple. Of, like when I got the turtlenecks, I knew Christmas was coming up, so I said. Um, and what I do is, uh, I get something for everybody who's going to be over for Christmas, and it's usually like cardinal giveaway stuff, stuff in my closet. It's not stuff I bought. I said it's fun. There's like fifteen presents out there. I said okay, you know it's steal from your neighbor. Who gets to pick first? And Oh, I got a Pujols jersey. The next person, oh, I got a wine. I just, just something around the house. Mm-hmm. But I always uh, know I have to wrap that up. So I always, when I go to Coles, I, can I get uh, 10 extra boxes? So for some reason, I had like 50 boxes How many in my darn closet. turtlenecks did you buy? Two, but I said I, I need some extra boxes. They give them to you. Yeah. Uh, some news here. Sorry to change the subject so wildly here, but some news here for those who are into spring professional football, Doug. Yeah. Battlehawks? <laughs> yeah. Who? Uh, franchise cuts begin as the USFL and the XFL mergers advance. Uh, four USFL teams are notified that they will not survive the merged entity. Along with that, 
the XFL, previously having teams in Arlington, Houston, Vegas, Orlando, Seattle, St. Louis, San Antonio, Washington, D.C. It is expected that four of those teams will join the four surviving USFL teams to form a new eight-team league debuting in March of 2024. Well, you would think the Battlehawks would survive. Yeah, you'd have to. I mean, just based on the attendance yeah. and the interest, the general engagement compared to all the other. And the, yeah, the fact that we have no other football. Yeah, like Vegas, I would assume Seattle, Houston. Yeah, why are those people the least bit interested in Yeah, in I, I can't imagine that they would be. I thought they announced last week that St. Louis is one of the teams that are I think staying they in the XFL. Yeah. I, 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 this is an article from Front Office Sports, and it was updated this morning uh, just 20 minutes ago. So uh, this is what I'm seeing right now in terms of uh, the future of spring football. So, hope, I, yeah, like Doug said, I would think that the Battle Hawks would be safe. Well, well, they they only... like semi-pro to where the best four teams yeah. made it. <laughs> well, the, the problem with Megalore. eliminating some of those other bigger cities that have teams is you also eliminate their TV markets. Right. Which is... Got a lot to do with how much but money the they bring. Stadiums in. are empty, though. So, like, the stadiums are empty, but you can't sell to national advertisers if you're not going to reach a right. big part of the nation. And the USFL played all of their games in Birmingham. So, yeah. I mean, you're not losing not much market. in terms of. But so, like, let's say you did only keep the four non NFL cities is, in the is XFL. New York and LA still in there somewhere? Uh-uh. No. So, in the new, when they relaunched, when The Rock took over and relaunched it, I think they eliminated some of those teams. But, uh, so, like, if you kept non-NFL teams, like non-NFL cities, you would have Arlington, Orlando. But Arlington's St. right smack, right? Arlington's right next to yeah. Dallas. Yeah, no doubt. Arlington, Orlando, St. Louis, and San Antonio would be your four cities. San Antonio, I mean, yeah. that's but so you're getting reasonable. tapping into Texas, yeah. obviously a big so football market. Four-team league. No, eight teams. So they're merging with the USFL. Oh. Which Jeff Fisher was coaching the Michigan Panthers. <laughs> of Falls and Grace. Remember when the USFL was actually popular? Yeah, and NFL was losing first round draft picks to the USFL. Mm-hmm. I think Jim Kelly played in there. I think Young played in and it. Herschel Walker played there for yeah. a while. Flutie. Uh, guys, will they play all their games in one location or play games in the host cities? Uh, from my uh, first impression of this article, it doesn't. It seems like we're in the infancy of our uh, this of this new entity. You would have to play in the home cities, otherwise it's not a it's not a real league, is it? Yeah, I, you're I, supposed to root for a St. Louis team playing games in San Antonio. <laughs> no, won't work. No right. point in that. Like, there's one thing. It's one thing not to practice here. It's another yeah. thing to not play the actual games here. And they have men's league teams playing in other <laughs> cities, but they don't name one of them St. Louis and claim we're supposed to be interested in it. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I personally, I don't have the appetite for spring pro football. This will last one year. This, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, this isn't a joke. This will last one year, this, and then it'll, it, it'll be done. Is Holly Saunders uh, broad have... panties league playing anywhere? I beg your pardon, huh? I think Holly Saunders started a uh, lingerie league. That's not bad. Well, they had that a few years ago. Yeah, but with Holly Saunders and. Um, but it was, it was one guy who owned all the teams. I, I, forgot, we, yeah, I we, forgot what she called. She was all over promoting. Exposed sports. That's what Holly Saunders launches. Exposed sports, which is a nude sports league. A nude sports league. I'm reading an article here from the New York Post on June 1st, 2023. I'm guessing it doesn't come to fruition. <laughs> Probably uh, not. Exposed sports, which will include Instagram and OnlyFans models participating in topless matches. Former Golf Channel Fox sports host who's been dating Hall of Fame boxer Oscar De La Hoya since August of 21 to launch the league in June. Okay. And they're playing golf? This is naked golf, did you uh, say? 
compete. Well, they will be competing in seven to eight sports and activities. And what are these sports? I I have no idea. This is the first I've ever heard of it until like, you just brought it up. But it's a it's a social media I th- league. Think I would be surprised if uh, Disney and ESPN <laughs> hopped on board with I, this one. Yeah, it doesn't seem like. Yeah. You ever see a picture of those two together? Who's had more work done? Who are you talking about? Oscar De La Hoya and Holly Saunders. I, I haven't seen Oscar De La Hoya since he was in his prime fighting. Well, he's all over the place now because he's always out with her. But <clears throat> God, they were at an event the other night, and there's a picture of him. I said, like, my God, who's had more work done? He looks like the, he's got that face that doesn't move. I think I, I'm not sure I've seen anyone had more work done than Marlo Thomas. Have you seen her lately? On commercials, like for the St. Jude's Hospital, I mean, you wouldn't recognize her. Really? Yeah. Well, she is like 80. Uh, yeah, I know. And God bless him for trying to stay young and do whatever it takes. But it's it's just odd when you you don't even look the way. I think Marie Osmond's had any work done because she is still gorgeous. She is. Yeah. She is. Oh, I'm sure they've getting a bunch of texts here that I'm an idiot and that uh, this is not new. This was announced in November. Playing in host cities, real timely news. Season tickets been on sale since November. It's from the 314. Oh. I was reading from the article that did not make any of that clear. Mm-hmm. I'm not tapped in. I apologize. Stephen Wildwood said I just bought season tickets last week. The Battle Hawks are in. All right. Well, then it's settled. Yeah, there's, a lot yeah. of us don't keep up with the XFL. I, I just saw the article. Basis. And it looked interesting, so I, I popped but it. But I in. did think I saw last week was St. Louis is in. All right, well, yeah. there we go. We're I think it could be viable if you get in the right cities, and St. Louis is one of the right cities. We've got, we've got nothing else. But what is St. Louis? I mean, it's owned by the Rock. It's owned by one right. group, right? Yeah. Yep. So I mean, St. Louis has no really no stake. They don't care. I mean, they get to go see football, but nobody right. in that city is making any money. Well, the people that. Uh, I guess run the restaurants and the parking garages and the, the dome stadium and those people make money. The people that go to work there for the games. Yeah, but I'm saying he didn't make any money when Stan no, Kroenke owned it either, did he? But I'm saying there's no St. Louis entity that's involved in this that's got a stake in it. Right. So it doesn't matter. I mean, it's up to Rock and whoever else is running this thing as far as players and right. trades and things like that. Mm-hmm. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Well, the quality of play wasn't bad. I mean, they, they had a backup quarterback go on to be a starter in the NFL. The Battlehawks did. So, obviously, the, the talent is just drawn. half a notch beneath the NFL. Drawing 30,000. Yeah, we can't have one team in your entire league draw 30,000 without yeah. drawing 12. Like, that's why, like, I, St. Louis, I'm not saying St. Louis doesn't support. It's amazing. I've been to two games. It's unbelievable. 
but you cannot have one team in one minor city hold an entire league up and right. justify the expenses I'm sure Rock and his ownership group are putting into this. And if they don't play in St. Louis, then this league is definitely done. It, it, like, if they pick one host city, mm-hmm. like USL, it, it is done. It is officially done. You will get no support from the fan base. It's like the Tiger Woods Golf League. It's like you got them, like, sponsored by Boston Common, but they're playing in West Palm Beach. Like, <laughs> I, I, I never understood that, and I think this would be the same thing. It's like you put a, slap a city on it, but they're playing in Arlington. Yeah. That, that, that would be a joke. I think that's why it wasn't as great the second time around, because the first go-around with the Battle Hawks, they were in town all week. They were out in the community yeah. building that fan base, but then when they weren't based here, it was like you couldn't connect with the team in any way. Yeah, they just came in and put a game and left, yeah. like everybody does in St. Louis. Come in <laughs> oh. and leave as quickly as they can. That has to just be a cost-cutting measure. Oh, right? yeah. Of course, sure. absolutely. They buy one training facility instead right. of having to build 10 of them. Yeah. 12 That's of them. the problem with having one person own it and not owned by local people. Because uh, our, our good buddy Brian Stahl was a PR for the except for um, St. Louis. And it was hard for him the second year trying to promote these guys, and they're all out of town. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, he did a hell of a job the first year. He's got them all over the place at hospitals, at schools, and all over the place promoting it. But how you promote them when they're all out of town? You have to do it via Zoom or something now, social media, I guess. Just because 15,000 Kyles from Jeffco dress <laughs> like a bird does not make the XFL cool. That comes from uh, Milagro Tequila Listener of the Month, I think, for the month of well, it May. Well, it made Buzz. it viable in St. Louis anyway. There are more people dressed up in that stadium than not. Like, wearing yeah. normal clothes, you're like the minority there. It's like a Halloween costume during those it, games. It's insane. It looks, like a, it looks mm-hmm. like you're at a Halloween show. You can go ahead and leave Jeffco out of it, though. <laughs> St. Louis needs a pointless bowl game. We have nothing to do with this time of year and could sell 30,000 tickets to locals. That's from Hunchback of Von Castle. I, I think the XFL in the soccer stadium would probably be a, an interesting look. be a good place to play. Yeah. You'd probably pack that stadium. It would be, they would fill, fill it up. Mm-hmm. They'd fill it up. I am kind of surprised all the useless stuff the city gets. Um, why they've never gone after trying to get a bowl game. I'm, I'm guessing nobody wants to come here for a bowl game. And maybe I mean, they we, have. Maybe the sports commission has, and I just haven't heard. I think the Dome is so... It, it's. I don't even know if it's viable for that sort of thing. Look, look at how terrible Mizzou... Like, Mizzou, remember the complaints? Remember the field conditions? Mm-hmm. Like, that, that dome is never going to be tip-top shape ready for a football game year Oof. in and year out. I, I just... On so TV, it's Memphis. so unappealing on television. Yeah. Uh, this city has the infrastructure in terms of hotels around the area, but there's nothing to do downtown. And because of what's I don't happened see it there, as a, you get such a negative anything. vibe when you oh, walk into that dome. Like, this is where the NFL totally. died. You can smell the mold. It's just, <laughs> whatever dome, whatever area is selling RC Cola, you walk the other way, bro. I'm sorry. Dude, just, I... If they can't afford Coca-Cola, you How do you out. know when you walk in whether they got RC Cola or Pepsi? That's, it's uh, RC Cola. They do. Cola, no. uh, the, going to the Mizzou-Memphis game, I hadn't been to the Dome. I think since uh, I saw one Sean Carter Jay-Z at the Rams game, the last Rams game I ever went to against the Lions. Uh, that was the last time I was in the Dome, and walking back in there it was just brutal. It's mm-hmm. just like, oh, man, so yeah. many wasted men. And it's dark. Like, all the concourses are, like, dark. Like, you can't see anything. The field sucks. Yeah. Like, we make fun of, like, the Duke's Mayo Bowl and going to, like, you know, like all these podunk, quote-unquote, places. But, like, if we really internalize it, like, those places are light years. that They have outdoor stadiums that obviously look good. they yeah. got infrastructure to... Supported. It's not like an absolute murder scene, like two blocks away from your stadium. They still do things in there. I think they had auto racing in there last week. Oh yeah, they they do a lot of events there. It's not like it's 
you know, empty the entire year. So I give him credit for I think that. They had a bull, bull riding there a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And it's perfect for those type of events. Monster truck rallies. Yeah, you, you know, don't need a little riding. riding. Doug wouldn't know this because you were always in the main press box. I was stuck in the auxiliary press box for games. <laughs> there were times I would walk in the auxiliary press box and have to turn the flashlight on on my phone to look where I was going. I mean, you couldn't see. It was it was like a, a dimly lit restaurant. And it was like that from day one. The first day it opened, we said, turn the lights on <laughs> in here. Remember when they would introduce the Rams before a game and turn off all the lights in the building? And I thought, I hope nobody gets hurt running out on the field. I can't see. Said so starting at defensive end, Chris Long. Where is he? He's running on the field. I can't see him. You no, know, spit the water. Or that was Lauren Nitus, um, because of his father. Uh, Chris Long always talks about uh, the yellow light bulbs at the at the dome. He goes, yellow light bulbs at the dome. Couldn't see a thing. No. Like it's. Who thought of that? Like aesthetically pleasing. It's one of the least aesthetically pleasing stadiums yeah. that may have ever been built in the last forty years. Didn't HOK build that? Oh, I hope not. I think I, they I'm did. Drag them. I no, think they did. I, I just don't. I just don't know if a dome was necessary either. Does St. Louis get mounds of snow? I thought an open air stadium might have been always better. It's always better. It's I always think they better. got the money. Better, you get the natural always sunlight. Better. I think it was all part of the convention center, and they yeah. had to make sure it was available year round, right. regardless of the weather. Mm. Dome stadiums in general, like New Orleans, it sucks. It looks bad. Like it's just like. What they've done in Atlanta or Minnesota with, like, the clear top, the retractable roof stuff, that's fine. Retractable's great. It's great. It's the best of both worlds. It is. I, I still like the open air better, but I completely understand why retractable is obviously the move. But, but you op- get open air. If you just open the damn thing up. Yeah. There, open air. Yeah, but that's, like, the, the completely open, like, Lambeau Field, like, it wouldn't be. I mean, it's obviously historically super important. But part of the allure to it is that it's open air and that you're going to get the conditions. Yeah, and it's, you're going to you get know, those conditions. Yeah. By the way, have you seen that house that's for sale yes, by Lambeau Field? Yes, I was just going to mention that. Yeah. See, we, I've seen a couple of them. I don't know if I've seen that particular that one, but me and Madison will always go on there and find some, and it's insane. It's in the like it's in the parking lot, basically. Uh, yeah. You could it, you that house would print money. If you if you offered parking seven hundred thousand, they were asking for it. Yeah. Ones, you could turn that around in ten years. A lot of Probably. those are Airbnb specifically, right. like Packer decorated, yeah, and right, some right, are right. like you know got the huge patio set up with like grills and mm-hmm. awnings, like completely set up for like a twenty person like party. What do you think and you they could make charge an for an absolute killing during yeah. football season? What could you make for an Airbnb there for a Packer? Oh, if you yeah. got two days, four easily. bedrooms. So probably two fifty a person. Cause they would provide. They provide a lot of things. Wait, like two fifty a night or yeah. two fifty two fifty a night, night per person. Would per person. Be my guess. Oh yeah. Oh, oh be a lot more than probably that. more than that. Oh my god. You can walk to the stadium. Yeah, proximity. So, but key. you're talking maybe sleeping eight. That's yeah. Sixteen. But you're only paying for how many like people they. It's almost two. That's over two thousand a night. I I, I would be. That'd be more like it. More I would that. think. Yeah, I would think so too. But because I don't think you care how many people. You just care what the money's coming in. Because if they sneak another person in or two, you're not going to know. That that stadium's so crazy, though, because, like, how neighborhoody it is. Like, it's it's Really old school. Yeah. You'll never find stadiums like that. You've been, right? You've been to Lambeau? Yeah, I've been four times. When was the last time you went? So, the best. So, it was right before I moved to St. Louis. I graduated college in December. I was a December graduate. So, a week after graduation and a week before I was moving to St. Louis, we went to Green Bay. And it was like negative five, 
we were attached at the casino, so me and my boy gambling, we were forging oh, yeah. slots all night, <laughs> and went to the game, got all messed up. Yeah. And it was so cold. We had the foot warmer, the hand warmers. Yeah. But the tailgating, you can go there on a completely empty stomach with nothing at all I and know. walk around and get absolutely stuffed. Yeah. People are handing out beers. Yeah, it's super cool. Oh, Someone yeah. never had here. Doug, outside of the dome, because you've been working in uh, media for so long, mm-hmm. what was the worst stadium that you can remember having to go cover a game at? The worst stadium outside of the dome. Uh, gosh. Uh, did you ever do RFK? Uh, no, I did a new one there. Yeah, Shea Stadium was, was kind of bad. a dump. I've been there. Kind the of. Old White Sox was, Stadium was one of the worst too. Still, that's still that's still the, that, it's still the same one. Okay. Oh yeah, they just changed names a bunch. I remember yeah. them telling you to Kaminsky. like wear like neutral yeah. colors because of like it was so tense in like the mid to late '90s when I went to a Cardinal White Sox game. It was so like you couldn't wear like you know the. The affiliated colors of right. certain yeah. neighborhoods, so you'd have to go like neutral colors. All my f- friends from most of my oh, friends right. from Chicago are Sox fans, and they say when you go to the, the the White Sox stadium, you don't mess around outside. You get inside the stadium and you watch the game. Right, the neighborhood's bad, but there are stadiums like like the Orange Bowl was kind of a dump, but it was so historic. Yeah, you couldn't and help it like it. Wrigley feels that way. The seats are narrow. The concourses, the bathroom, you yeah, got troughs in there. Fenway Park, the seats are so narrow. Today's fat ass can barely sit in most of the seats. <laughs> you get a lot more leeway if you have history. Right, and those are some of the most historic stadiums in I the country. I want to go to Chavez Ravine so bad. Yeah, my dad says it's the coolest thing. I don't really want to do the L.A. thing. I just don't think California is my style like a, for a vacation, depending on where it is. But I would love to go to a game there because looking at it like at night, kind of yeah. down there. Oh, yeah, just, very cool. It looks insane. All the old cookie cutters were just the same. I remember going to a Riverfront Stadium. This, this is what am I in, Bush Stadium? I mean, they're all the same. Yeah. There was a period there where cities built multiple use stadiums. Yeah. Candlestick Park was horrible in San Francisco. So I've heard nothing but that from people who've yeah. been there, but the players who have played there say they love it because it's like it's just like a super classic football stadium. For football, yeah. For yeah. baseball, it was horrible. Yeah. Anytime you're playing baseball in a football stadium, you are you have lost. They say it may have cost Willie Mays like 20 home runs a year. I bet. With the wind that was howling in. I bet. Well, I mean, think of all the guys who like play at the polo grounds. You've yeah. seen the dimensions of the polo grounds. Yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous. Because it was a polo field. Yeah. Absolutely ridiculous. That's crazy. That they it was played. like 250 feet down the lines and 450 feet to center field. <laughs> That's why that catch, that catch was it? it was mm-hmm. that, Willie Mays. Yeah, catch. Willie Mays made is uh-huh. unbelievable. He's, a- He's running forever. <laughs> but in the old Yankee Stadium, uh, Mickey Mantle probably would have had a longer career if it wasn't. Didn't he like trip over a drain drainage ditch yeah. or something yeah, out yeah. in the outfield at Yankee Stadium. Outfield. That was in 60. That was in 60. I don't know if that was. Was that true? I assume that they yeah, he took, yeah, blew 61, out his knee when okay. he was hit a pretty, uh, pretty accurate in terms of, I don't know about the hotel scene where you can, you know, dragged out by Whitey Ford or whoever it was. Yeah. Like, but I, I, that, that probably that happened movie, too. It <laughs> seems like Mickey enjoyed himself. It was a wild party. Well, I knew that, but I didn't know how specific, like, the details of that, those. In you think 61. Mickey Mantle in his prime ever got lucky in Manhattan? Every, every night. <laughs> like, dude, yeah. he's, I've never watched him play. Just going based upon stats, stories, personality. Like, he would be one of my favorites. Yeah. It, just made enjoying life. Oh. Didn't I give you the book, the Mantle book? Yeah. yeah so, you you got to read that. That's that's his life. Uh, she did a great job of uh, covering it. But but when he was interviewed, like, late 90s, I forgot right before he died, you could tell how sad he was that his career kind of 
went the way yeah. it did because like you know when you party it's great in the moment and then mm-hmm. looking back you're like oh i missed five years of my career and he talked about that in depth too which would suck to there was a time he was not only like the best power hitter in the game he was also the fastest runner yeah he was like bo jackson in the 50s yeah it's crazy it's crazy it's crazy well, he said many times that he said you know, if, if I knew I was going to live this long, I would have taken care of myself. He says, everybody in my family has died by 50. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just figured I'm going to be that way, too, so I'm going to live it up. He said, and that's probably cost me five really great years of my career. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, get involved with the show. EDF group text inbox. Hey, Plowsy, can I hear a little bit about the Engineered Design Facilities Group? You got it, Tom. Well, the EDF Group is the title sponsor of our text inbox on TMA, 314-881-TMA5. That's Engineer Design Facilities, but now known as the EDF Group, the sponsor of the TMA text inbox. And the name of the game on this show is supporting the sponsors. And if you want to support the EDF Group as sponsor of TMA text inbox, well, it's real simple. Do you have a fire extinguisher where you work? The answer is yes, you certainly do. So... Please email the EDF group at fire at the EDF group.com so a technician can come out and explain to your team how the EDF group can save your company money. Again, that email address is fire at the EDF group.com. The EDF group is hot and will prevent your facility from having hot fires. Experience the EDF group difference. Learn more at the EDF group.com. You can email them at the EDF group at fire at the EDF group.com. We're going to close out this Munganess 7 o'clock hour because oh, it yeah. is indeed 8.13 a.m. here in St. Louis. Coming up on the other side of the break, uh, to talk a little bit about Mizzou recruiting, possible some still things possible to come. What a day it was yesterday, Doug, on National Letter of Intent Day. Coach Eli Drinkwitz uh, really pressing that 10-2 and two season, using that equity to his mm. advantage to get some really sick transfers and recruits. We'll talk a little bit about that, among so many other topics that you can feel free to get involved in and send in some emails today, the morning after at InsideSTL.com for the Design Air Heating and Cooling email today. That's going to close out this Munganass 7 o'clock hour for the morning after, presented by Brown and Crouppen live from the Michelob Ultra Studios.